Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and a good evening, depending on where you are tuning in from. How are you? And how are you doing? How is your family? How have you been? Um, how is August treating you? Can you believe you're already in August? It's it's a bit hard <laughs> to wrap my my mind around the fact that this is the eighth month um, of the year 2020. What a year <laughs> this has been so far. Uh, nothing I imagined um, this year would be and nothing I expected would have happened has happened this year it's it's been a year and a half it's been it's been a year and a half we can say that but here we find ourselves in the month of August with four more months to go and and 2020 is over and some people will be like yes bring on the four months so that we can you know what wrap up this year and start a new year and I think I think for the very first time all over the world, everybody will be anticipating and like, w- like excited about um, a new year. I think, I think this is just me thinking it's not that I've done a survey and, you know, but I mean, we're all going through more or less the same thing, as, especially with the pandemic is concerned. And there's just a lot, uh, a lot going on right now in the world. Um together collectively as a people of the world and even on personal levels uh different kind of challenges going on here and here and there and i just have a feeling that feeling that people are thinking man when is 2021 coming <laughs> so that hopefully uh it will be a fresh new start like a clean slate and we will be talking about oh yeah that time when uh we had that pandemic going on and it did not carry over this is one of the things i do not want to to carry over in 2021 i i we don't want to cross over with the pandemic as in the pandemic should just stay in 2020 like literally um you know it should not extend uh beyond the 31st of december really it should not even extend beyond august but if it if it's going to be lingering uh around uh just the same way the the government and the scientists are saying you know uh, the winter might be something different blah 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 and all that but I'm just hoping and praying that it's not going to linger beyond that. And by the time December 31st um, is here and we are crossing to January 2021, we are not crossing over with uh, coronavirus. It's not welcome in 2021. At least in my world, it's not welcome in 2021. I refuse. You know what I mean? Because uh, let's start with a clean slate. Like, yay, you know. But that's me. So anyway, how how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this year? Um, tell me. Let me know uh, on the comment how you feel about this year and all, because I know it's not it's not a good feeling. But anyway, that aside, um, welcome back to another episode of uh, Living by the Word post- podcast. It's it's lovely to have your acquaintance today. It's good to have your company today uh, for everyone who's returning back for a new episode. For all my new listeners. Welcome. I'm glad you've come to join the family of Living by the Word podcast. Here, uh, we just encourage one another to go back to the Word of God, read the Word of God, stay in the Word of God. And when you read it, apply it in your life. You know, we're, we're encouraging each other to live by the Word of God because then we get our results and our fruits and our victories and our life uh, led by the Spirit of God, led by the Word of God. And that's how we get our victory. Then we are always on the winning side because we 
we have purposed to be led and to be directed by God. Because the Bible says this. Jesus said this when he was being tempted. He said he responded to uh, to, the, to to Satan when he was tempting him after 40 days fasting. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. Uh, we cannot live by material things alone. We cannot just live by food alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hence why this podcast. Uh, podcast was backed that we are living by the word of God we are everything that we do that surround it's it's an intentional thing that you have to do it's not automatic you don't just wake up in the morning and voila you know it's a choice every single time you have to choose how you're going to respond are you going to respond based on what the scripture says to that person who flipped you when you're driving this morning or are you going to respond uh by how your flesh is feeling i mean it's a choice it's a choice every single day when you get bad news are you going to respond by saying that i know my redeemer lives uh or i you know that's the word of god or are you going to respond in in a different way just how your flesh feels are you going to entertain your flesh or are you going to entertain what the world says or are you going to go back to what the word says and say you know what uh that a god is for me and if he's for me there's nobody who can be against me you know so that that's the purpose of this podcast encouraging each other to live by the word of god i am so excited about our topic today our topic today is the gift of peace the gift of peace and if there's a time we needed the peace of god i believe it's now it's now it's this this year this season this time it's now we need that the peace of god isn't it amazing or have you noticed or is it just me that's when uh, we are always quick uh, to pray or speak over someone during trouble times uh, speak peace over someone you know if you hear um, somebody has lost someone they've passed away uh, most of the words that you hear the prayers even like in in social media comments or when you're praying uh, praying over somebody like you speak may the peace of God be with you um you know may the peace of God be with you what does that even mean when you say may the peace is it have we just become so um casual about it or do we actually when we say it do we actually mean what we're saying that may the peace of God be with you or is it just something that we say because we've seen it said over and over again or the past the first person who com- commented uh before you said it so you know you're saying it or you're used to saying it because you know that's what we say may the peace of God be with you and rightfully so not that it's wrong um I'm, I'm not coming to refute it that it's wrong it's actually right we actually need the peace of God uh to be with that person at that point in time but what does it mean to have the peace of God? What is peace to begin with? What is peace? Is it just the absence of war? Is peace the absence of war? Because yes, right now I can say in the UK where I am, it's peaceful. There's no war, you know. Um, in most places, in most countries, there is no war. At the moment we are in, in, in peacetime, there is no war going on. Uh, but then the, the 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 war is not just soldiers going to a country, invading a country, and fighting, or tribes coming against each other, or you know when you have civil war and it's within your country, people are just fighting one another because they don't get along for whatever reason, not best known to them. Uh, but is peace just being? Does this mean just being the, the absence of war? According to the dictionary, it's actually it's a state of tranquility or quiet. That's how the dictionary describes peace: uh, a state of tranquility of quiet or or quiet. Uh, it's freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. It's when you have freedom from dis- disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. 
it's a state of contentment. Did you know you can be at war with yourself? Yeah. Did you know you, yourself and you? You know, it's like me saying me, myself and I. <laughs> you, yourself, you and yourself can be at, at war <laughs> with each other. And that's just as bad as two nations or two tribes fighting each other. It's just as bad. Have you ever been in a place where you you know you want to rise above your mistakes and your past deeds, but you just find it difficult to rise above your thoughts, your insecurities. You just can't shake the idea that you're not good enough. You think you will never make it. You don't have what it takes. Um, you're not beautiful enough or clever enough. I mean, endless negative thoughts running through your mind constantly breeding all kinds of anxiety, you know, or you recently lost someone or something, uh, could be a person or a, or a relationship or even a job or money, or you're not even sure how, and you know, you're in a place where you're not even sure how you will cope without them or cope without it, whatever it is that you have lost. Uh, you are so troubled that your mind cannot even settle down playing all kinds of what if scenarios, what if this happens, what if that does not happen, that leaves you completely hopeless and ex exhausted, completely exhausted, you know. Um, but you can, you could be asking me, what exactly do you want me to do? You know, because this is where I find myself. I've lost someone. I've lost a job. I've lost whatever. This is where I find myself. So what exactly do you want me to do? What are you talking about today? Um, what do you want me to do exactly? I have just received some bad news. You could be telling me that. I have re I recently lost a loved one, lost a job, about to lose one. Uh, I am troubled with the state of the world. I mean, yeah, the pandemic is no joke, you know. I'm troubled with the state of the world, the state of the nation. Um, this is the reality of what it is. And we cannot ignore it. This is the reality of some of us. You're listening to me and this is your reality right now, you know. And you know what? It is a fact. There's a lot of mess around. I mean a lot of mess around. Everywhere you look, there's something going on. Something, And it's not something good. Yeah, there's like uh, good other good things that are happening. I'm not just saying that there's all bad things happening. But, you know, at the moment... <coughs> With the pandem pandemic and, and uh, it's kind of like magnified all the other bad things that, are, that have come with it um, that are happening in the world. Um, I mean, we've just come out of a strict lockdown right now. But there are some cities in the UK that are going through local lockdowns because the virus is, is like resurging. Um, in those cities locally and so they're being they're, they're being forced back into lockdown I mean that's not good news um, especially after we had been in a forced lockdown for a very long time the whole nation and it's not just in the UK it's other, different other places in the world um, we'd been in a forced lockdown like for um, a whole four months and then then we go back you get a little bit of freedom and then you're told, no, 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 no. Uh, it's short-lived. Uh, you're going back into another lockdown because there is a resurgence of this virus. It's kind of like it's not, we're expecting it to end, but it's, you know, just keep popping its head all the time. And think about Lebanon. I mean, they've, they've been on a pandemic and they have their own other issues apart from the pandemic. They have other issues that they're going through. Um, I mean, it's it's really bad politically. And when you hear 
the, the when you when you listen to the news, I mean, not everything in the news is quite accurate and correct. But the majority of what's coming out of the news is that Lebanon has been dealing with a very corrupt government. And I know there's so many nations. You might be, yeah, I'm used to that. Uh, our government is corrupt, and you know, and because of the corruption in the government, I mean, like they only have electricity for two hours in a day, and it's such a hot country. And I'm, I'm beginning to imagine if they only have electricity two hours in the day, and probably they need the aircon. And all that. Maybe that's not working and there's not so many people who have jobs. And I mean, they have their own issues. Outside of Corona, they had other issues going on. And then what happened last week happened. And the fireworks, you know, it just happened. It blew up and just, oh my goodness. So many people have died. The injury list is just rising. So many people have lost property. They've lost their homes. They've lost uh, their livelihood. They've lost, I mean... It's like it's getting bad to us. One news after another. One thing after another. And it's just compounded the existing pain that they're already experiencing. And it's not a laughing matter. You know? And you are here. You might be listening to me and you're feeling the same on a personal level. It's one bad news after another. And you just don't know how to deal. So now, here I am talking about peace. How is that going to help? you asking how is it going to remedy my situation i'm in the middle of a storm and you're talking about peace whatever do you mean and i'm glad you're asking that whatever do i mean with this peace let's read uh i'm gonna read the book of matthew chapter 8 verses 23 and 27 and then we'll we'll, we'll take our lesson from from that scripture today matthew 8 23 uh, to 27 the Bible says, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, please mark the word suddenly. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Please mark that. Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a calm, or there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. Amen. So this scripture is painting a picture to us. Um, if you read it from the book of Mark, it actually says that then Jesus told them, let us go to the other side. He, from the book of Mark perspective, he was, he was teaching. He was at the shore and he was teaching and there was a crowd. And um, when he finished teaching, he told the disciples, come on, let's go to the other side. Um, and they started their journey off. And of course, Jesus went to sleep. Uh, this is just showing us how at that point in time, Jesus was very human. I mean, we know that Jesus ate food based on the scriptures. We know that he slept. He needed to sleep. Clearly, he slept. Uh, and this is just showing us that when he was walking the world, he was very human, uh, needing to sleep and rest, just like we all need to sleep and rest. Anyway, um, so then the Bible says, then there was a sudden storm. The word suddenly means it was not expected. They didn't see this coming. It just came from nowhere. It was not expected and certainly not welcomed. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Like uh, like I was saying earlier, um, this COVID is not welcome in 2021. I mean, it was not even welcomed in 2020, but hey, we got ourselves into it. We found ourselves into it. 
it's not welcome in 2021 in my books and in my life. That's my declaration. Amen. And the Bible says we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. So, hey, let's decree that it's not welcomed in our 2021. We are not crossing over with this coronavirus. But back to the lesson today. Uh, there was a sudden storm. It just came out of nowhere. It was not expected and certainly not welcomed. You may be in the midst of a sudden storm in your own life right now. You never saw it coming. This is where the disciples found themselves. They just never saw this coming. They had spent a lovely day uh, by the shores, like I was saying, and listening to Jesus teach, and he taught them about the kingdom of God. There was a huge crowd. Um, I mean, everything was going on well. The skies were blue. The birds were singing. Uh, looks like everything was good, and there was no storm in sight. And up until yesterday, or up until today, up until five minutes ago, up until a minute ago, everything in your world was fine. You know, you could say that. Or up until January 20, 21st or something. And it's the same. Up until, yes, coronavirus. I think we started hearing the news about coronavirus. Um, maybe January, like when it was being talked about a lot. But we didn't take any notice. Not so much, really. I mean, it was happening in China. China is far. Like China is not the UK. I mean, it's far. You know, it will take you a few hours to get there. You know, so it didn't bother us much. No, it didn't. We're like, we just knew okay, it was happening in Wuhan, China, somewhere. It was happening. But little did we know, it just somehow find its way. And all of a sudden, it's in Italy. And all of a sudden, it's in France. And all of a sudden, it's in the UK. And all of a sudden, it's in Kenya. And it is in the US. And, and the world is suffering coronavirus. And everyone is shutting down everything. And people are saying, you can't fly to our countries anymore. And wah! And we are all in the same place, in the same boat. But it could be the same. Do you know what I'm saying? That up until uh, January, February was fine for the rest of the world. Then it came to March and these things, we wasn't playing. And it could be in the same place where everything was fine. And then one, one day you wake up and somebody gives you a call or they send you a message and it's bad news. And you're like, where did that come from? I wasn't expecting that. You know, up until yesterday, everything was hokidori. Everything was really, really good. And then this happened suddenly, unexpected. And this is exactly what happened. Suddenly there was a storm. Now, you, you need to understand this. Most of the disciples, Peter being the disciple in chief or chief disciple, um, he was a fisherman. Most of them were fishermen. So they knew to read the signs. They knew when to go into the sea. They knew that when there's a storm, you don't go sailing. You don't. So when they left, when Jesus told them, let us go to the other side, there was no storm in sight. Everything was good. It was a good day to sail their boat. And then suddenly, the storm came. And you're dealing with you suddenly. That bad news came. Suddenly, it just happened. Suddenly, that news came. Suddenly, he died. Suddenly, she died. Suddenly, my job just I lost my job. Just I, I went to work and I was told not to come back tomorrow. There's nothing. As in really, you can't even start arguing because of the state of the world. If your boss is not making money, he can't pay you. He can't keep you on. Suddenly, you've lost your job. Suddenly, the storm has come. Oh my goodness. Suddenly, think about it. Suddenly. And this Jesus is the one who told them, let us go to the other side. And then the fierce storm struck. 
the lake without warning what and it was unexpected naturally how do we deal with sudden bad news naturally as human beings when suddenly a bad news comes we panic there's confusion fear because now what am i going to do what do you mean how am i supposed to handle this how am i supposed to deal with this just try and imagine with me um what you think could have been going on when the waves are breaking into the boat because that's what the bible says the, the waves started breaking into the boat you're trying so hard to empty the water coming into the boat but the storm is stronger and your collective efforts now i'm, I'm beginning to think the disciples all the 12 of them their collective efforts were fruitless it is very clear they were going to drown and when they came to ask Jesus to wake up like come on don't you care that we are drowning don't you care there's a i think king james says don't you care we are perishing don't you care that we are drowning man jesus was asleep they were completely overwhelmed meanwhile the person the one who inst- instigated this whole trip <laughs> he was asleep unbothered and sound asleep unfazed come on He's the one who actually told us, let us go to the other side. If you, if you read the book of Mark chapter 4, let us go to the other side. And here we are with a sudden storm. He is completely asleep. We're trying to like really sort this mess out. And he's sleeping. And you're thinking, come on, Jesus. Don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you care that we're, you know, don't you actually care? And are you in a place where right now you're, you're looking at God and you're praying and you're like, God, do you really actually care? Actually, can you even hear my prayers? Do you actually care that I don't have food? Do you actually care that I don't have rent? Do you actually care that I've lost my job? Do you actually care that, you know, right now I'm in a place where I didn't know what to do? If you don't come through, I am done for. And this is what the disciples are facing. Like, don't you care that we are perishing? Man, Jesus was asleep. He was sound asleep. He was asleep. They had to wake him up. They had to wake him. You know, for, for somebody to wake you up, that means you're like completely a goner. You are sleeping. It's a sound sleep. He was in a deep sleep. And that's why they had to wake him up. Now, wait a minute. How do you sleep through a storm? Now, let's, let's just think about that. How do you sleep through a storm? I'm a light sleeper. And I, I, and I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't like it. It messes me up because then I hear every movement in the house. My husband on the other side, he's a, on the other hand, he he's the kind who sleeps through a storm. I don't. Every movement in the house I hear. Every single thing that happens, I, I hear it. I'm, I'm a very light sleeper in that sense. I guess we can all be the same. But it kind of messes me up because then every, if I hear every movement, I wake up and I'm like, it's not pretty. Because, uh, listen, I am trying to sleep and here you are moving about and waking me up. I don't like it. So Jesus was like really, really sound asleep. And they had to wake him up. So the, the storm, the commotion, all that thing. Like, how do, you, how do you sleep through that? How do you sleep through that kind of a storm? All of it. Sleep through it. And you know what? Question is right now, if I may ask you, what's still in your sleep? And what's keeping you awake? in this season what's causing you to panic and yet you have jesus in the boat the same way the disciples had jesus in the boat jesus was in (laughs) 
he was in so much peace, like he was at peace in spite of the raging storm. For somebody to sleep through a storm, that person knows something. And this is what Jesus knew. This is where Jesus was at. He could sleep through a storm. And he's expecting you and me to be able to sleep through a storm. So what's keeping you up at night? You too can be at peace in spite of the storm. You don't have to lose your head. Seriously, you don't have to lose your sleep. You don't have to lose your joy. You do not have to panic and be afraid. You know what? I wish, and I, I don't know about you, but I know most of us wish that we never ever have to go through a storm. I don't know if anybody out there in the world normally welcomes a storm. Oh, a storm is coming. Yay, welcome, welcome. Mm-mm. I'm not going to lie to you, no. I'd, I'd rather everything was just absolutely fine. That I don't have to go through any tests, any trials, any any storms. I'd, I'd rather that part of life. But that's not how life works. And I know that. And I've made peace with the fact that every now and again, some storm will rise. It's just how I deal with the storm. My attitude towards the, how I deal with the storm. And that has to grow. You need to purpose in your head that I'm not going to deal with it the way I, did it, I dealt with it last year. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow and grow in my faith. You know, storms will come. Unfortunately, storms will come. Troubles will come. But you need to learn how to deal with them and handle them. So how did Jesus deal, how did Jesus deal with this? For him to be able to afford to sleep through a storm. How did he do this? Let's read uh, Psalms 121 verses 3 to 4. Psalms 121 verses 3 to 4. This is what it says. He will not allow your foot to sleep. Who? God. God will not allow your foot to sleep. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep. In, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. So he will neither sleep briefly nor sleep soundly. God will not sleep briefly nor sleep soundly. Basically, he does not sleep. So I'm going to pose you a question. Why do you want to stay awake and God is awake? I mean, the two of you are awake at the same time. Your troubles are causing you to stay awake. And yet God is awake watching over you. We've just read that. He who watches over Israel. I I, I told you a while back that when you read uh, the scripture and you see somebody's name there or someone, uh, some country's name in this particular person, this particular uh, scripture talking about Israel, you need to put your name there. He who keeps Evelyn. That's me. He who keeps Evelyn, he who keeps Mary, he who keeps uh, John, he who keeps um, Rachel, that's my daughter, uh, he who keeps you. So take Israel's name out of that and put your name. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber briefly nor sleep soundly. Jesus slept through the storm because he knew who his dad was and he knew what his, his dad does. The father. He knew God does not sleep. He knew God does not sleep. And if God does not sleep, God is going to take care of everything. I'm just going to go and sleep. I'm tired and I'm going to sleep. And that should be the same testimony and the same thing that you do. You will be like, I am going to sleep because God is watching over me. I am going to sleep because he, he who knows best, he who knows how to make a way. Because me, I'm staying up awake uh, thinking about all the kinds of scenarios. What if, what if that, what if, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm panicking, I'm overwhelmed and losing sleep. And then when I wake up the next day, I do not even have the result for it. 
How about you give it to the, to, to the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness? Because he's already said he's not going to sleep. Give that trouble to him and then you go and sleep and let him work it out. Come on, somebody say amen to that. You know, let Jesus work it out. Let God work it out for you. He has designated himself as the, the one who's not going to sleep so that I can sleep. He has sacrificed his sleep. God does not need sleep. But he has chosen not to sleep so that I can sleep in peace because he's taking care of me. We don't both need to be awake. Mm -mm. And I refuse to be awake when God is awake. And you need to refuse to be awake when God is awake. He will not allow you to sleep. He says that. S-L-I-P, not S-L-E-E-P. Like sleep. Like, you know, he will not allow you to sleep. Um, my kids sometimes uh, correct me how I pronounce things. And they don't remember. They, they kind of tend to forget that I was born and raised in a beautiful country called Kenya. So how I pronounce things sometimes is different from how they pronounce things because they were born in the UK. It's different. Anyway, God will, <laughs> that's another story for another day. God will not allow you to sleep. S-L-I-P, like sleep, like, um, you know, sleep and fall, basically. Um, he will not allow you to drown. He was not going to allow the disciples to drown. You know, he was not going to allow you to drown in your own current storm. He's watching over you. And he does not take naps. Isn't that amazing? God does not take naps. And he doesn't sleep soundly either. So there's no point of us being awake at the same time. I don't have the answers. My, cap my capabilities are not this; are so limited. They're not the same as God's. Uh, but he is a way maker, like I said. He's a miracle worker. And he's has decided to stay awake. So let him handle your problems. Let him handle your business and go to sleep. Go and get yourself some good sleep today in Jesus' name. Amen. It applies to us today. Go to bed and sleep. Stop rehearsing your storm. Don't let that storm keep you awake another night. Let God deal with it in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verses 3, uh, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Where are your thoughts fixed? God is saying he will keep in perfect peace. This peace that will cause you to sleep through the storm. He will keep in perfect peace those who trust in God. Jesus trusted in God. That's why he could afford to sleep through a storm. Who are you trusting in? Are you trusting in the government? Are you trusting in your doctor? Are you trusting in your job? Are you trusting in your salary? Or your business acumen? Or in your own abilities? Because then when that goes, you know, a little bit, then panic sets. But God will keep in perfect peace those who trust in him and whose thoughts are fixed on him. Where are your thoughts fixed? Are they fixed on that trouble? Are they fixed on that problem? Are they fixed on the next new rent? Where are your thoughts fixed? It is the Lord who kept Jesus in perfect peace because he trusted in God. You know what? The first thing that Jesus asked the disciples when he woke, when they woke him up and he rebuked the storm. When he, when he was talking to them, he asked them, where is your faith? Really, where is your faith? Like, what, you, didn't, you guys didn't have to wake me up. I've walked enough, long enough with you guys to know. Uh, you've seen me do what I do. You should have just rose up and rebuked the, the, the wind. Cause it to 
keep quiet and stop brewing. Like rebuke the psalm. Jesus expected that of them because they were walking with him. They had seen him do so many miracles that he was expecting them. Come on, by now you should have learned this. So when he was asking them, where is your faith? And today God would ask, would ask us, where is your faith? Evelyn, where is your faith? Why are you panicking over that job loss? Why are you panicking over the fact that you don't have enough money to pay your rent? Why are you panicking? And I'm not belittling it. Please believe me. I am not belittling this. But you know what? The question I normally ask is, after you've already panicked about it, has that brought any resolve? Has it made it any better? Has it changed? No, he hasn't. You know, the situation is still the same. And even worse, your heart is so troubled. So instead of going through all that for absolutely, you know, yeah, I know you've it's it's a, it's bad. I know I'm in pain. I know that I've lost a job. I know that the, I've lost a beloved person. I know that, you know, it's it's all that. But how is panicking and running around trying to figure it out going to help you? It's not. And th- that's why Jesus was, where is your faith? Where is your faith today? What's that that you've allowed to, st- to steal your peace and everything else in between? You know? Where is your faith? If you're in a place right now of panic, fear, anxiety and sleepless nights, where is your faith? Trusting in God results to him keeping you and I in perfect peace. I'll say that again. Trusting in God results, in, it results to him keeping you and I in perfect peace. Our thoughts are supposed to be fixed on him, on his word, on his power um, and ability, not on their diagnosis from the doctors, not on the economy report from the government, not on the report from your employer or the current pandemic state that we are in. Stay in the word. Build your faith. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Peace is a gift. Peace is a gift. It is a gift to be able to sleep through the night when everything is not making sense in your world. It's an it's a gift for you to be able to sing rejoicing, you know, with so much joy coming out of you and you encouraging other people when you you know you are the one who needs that encouragement. You know you're the your your world is falling apart, but you have it held together, not by your own strength, but the, by the grace and the strength of God. It is such a gift. Imagine that. When everybody is falling apart, but you're standing. You're standing because you have this anchor in you. Jesus, you know that he's going to make it better. It is a gift. Peace is a gift that Jesus left for us. And it's the one you have to receive and you have to guard with all guard it with all that you can this gift is a peace this gift of peace is not the same that um the world gives this is a gift that jesus had it's the same gift that jesus had that enabled him to sleep through a storm and it can be yours and it can be mine today would you receive this gift of peace that will cause you to sleep through a storm no matter what kind of a storm you're going through right now it will not that storm will not keep you up at night. You will sleep through it. You will know within you that this thing is not come, it has not come to finish me. It's a gift of peace. 
John chapter 14 verses 27 says this. This is Jesus when he was bidding goodbye to his disciples before he went to heaven. He said this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Wow. Peace I leave with you. He didn't leave us empty-handed. He left us with peace. The kind of peace that he was walking in. The kind of peace that helped him sleep through a storm. My peace I give to you. He's giving it to you. I receive it, Jesus. And you should be saying, I receive this peace today. Right now, just repeat and say, I receive this peace that you gave to me. And thank you so much for it. It's not the kind of peace that the world gives. That's not the kind of peace Jesus is talking about. And because of this peace, let your heart not be troubled. Don't be afraid. Because I have the peace of God in me. And that's why people normally say, may the peace of God rule your heart. Because when that peace is not there, it's turmoil. Oh, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Your heart is aching. Your mind is everywhere. You are not thinking straight. Your, your emotions are affected. Then you're so short-tempered. And then you end up shouting at people. Because, I mean, you know, it's just a, a rolling cycle that keeps on going. And, it, I mean, it affects so many things. Because you're not at peace. You know, it's not the kind of it's not the same kind of peace the world give. It's a different kind of peace. You know, it's a peace of heart and mind. This peace will cause your heart not to be troubled because why? Because Jesus is on the throne and he is in control of all situations. Because Jesus specializes on making things better. Come on now. He specializes on turning it around and making it work together for your own good. All things work together for my good. Whatever this storm is, it's going to work together for my good. Whatever this, this it is going to work. You know, you look at it like, okay, storm, you have come. Okay, okay, okay. I know that Jesus is going to turn this around and it's going to work together for my good. You're not here to finish me, but Jesus is going to use this to work together for my good. I'm going to rise above this. And by all means, I'm sleeping through this storm. I am not letting you keep me awake, even in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's the kind of peace that God gave us. How amazing is that? That's the kind of peace he left us. And that's why we speak peace over troubled waters, over troubled situations. The same way Jesus spoke uh, peace, he said, peace be still. And the storm ceased suddenly. Again, the way it suddenly came, the minute Jesus spoke to it, it suddenly stopped. It completely stopped at the same time. I don't know why I made that noise. But you understand, you know. Finishing with this scripture in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 6, it says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. You know, be anxious. Don't let your heart be troubled. Be anxious for nothing. Don't panic. Uh, but in everything by prayer. Pray about it. Instead of panicking about it, pray about it. And in supplication, with thanksgiving, give God thanks that he's, he's getting you out of this. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God is saying, give it to me. I don't sleep. Remember we just read earlier, give it to me. Let me handle your burden. You know, and this is what it says. You know, then it says, let your request be made to God. So give God your issues. And then it says, and the peace of God. There we go. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. 
that peace of God that surpasses all understanding, you will not even understand how is it that I'm not panicking and yet my world is falling apart? How is it that I'm I'm held together and my world is falling apart? How is it that I have a song in my spirit and my world is falling apart? That is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Even you don't understand it yourself. That's the kind of peace God gives. You know? That surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and it will guard your mind. Through who? Through Christ Jesus, the King of Peace, the Prince of Peace himself. Come on. Come on. Isn't that good? Isn't that amazing? May you receive this peace today. That's my prayer for you. And I speak peace over that situation right now. Let this, let, you know, I just speak the peace of God over that situation right now. Let that storm cease in the name of Jesus. I pray that you receive the peace of God in your heart. Let it rule your heart. There is no need for you to be troubled there's no need for your heart to be troubled right now in the name of jesus may that peace rule your heart and your mind and guard you and enjoy this season because you're coming out the other side well whole turned around by jesus and rejoicing in the victory that he has for you and the glory that he has for you in jesus name Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this uh, podcast today. Please let me know. Um, and please, uh, you know, share if it blessed you. If you know somebody who needs this word right now, share it with them. Uh, let them know that the peace of God is a gift that he is giving freely. He's a gift that he's giving freely. Uh, it already cost him his life on the cross. You don't have to, to stay up another night uh, because something is troubling you even in the name of Jesus. Please share, subscribe, and I will see you uh, on the next episode of Living by the Word. God bless you. I love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.